Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, folks, and welcome to the newest edition of Bring the Pain Sports Talk after further review. We're back. I am your host, Mitchell Brock, and I am here with the great sports Morpheus, Mr. Richard Walker. And I'm going to say it one more time. We're back. We're back. Listen, check this out, y'all. It has been a long time coming. It Mm -hmm. has been a tough road back. Um, Just as we really, really start to hit our stride, the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get into the studios. Couldn't cover any games. So... Everything is getting back to as normal as it's going to be for a while. Right. And, and we here. Right. We here. So let's jump right into it, man. Um, obviously, uh, the Super Bowl is a couple of weeks old, but it's still lukewarm. Mm-hmm. It's still lukewarm. So so let's let's dive into the Super Bowl. Of course, the L.A. Rams got it done 23 to 20 over the Cincinnati Bengals. And we were there. Mm-hmm. We were in the house. So Lurch, talk to me about um, our first experience legit <laughs> and you had to read the book yeah to find yeah, the rest yeah. Of you that. had to yeah. you had to read the book yeah. to find out what that specific um statement meant tell me about uh your personal experience there of course i was there with you but i want to hear it in your words well first of all uh just the atmosphere and i, I gotta give my kudos to the city of los angeles and um and inglewood and you know all the surrounding counties that they work together collectively as a team to to, to put together a great experience for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, my hats off to them, all things being considered. If you haven't been to L.A. and you don't know about the infrastructure in L.A., it's rough. So for them to be able to execute as well of a game plan as they did to make all those events happen, um, you know, kudos to them. But um, we had the opportunity to go to Press Row. And for those of you that follow us, she plug, here we go. Uh, go to our <laughs> YouTube page. You'll see uh, our interviews that we did with some legendary figures um, in sports as well as the NFL. Uh, we had the opportunity to interview Michael Buffer and uh, um, Eric Dickerson. Tell them about and, the best part of uh, the Michael Buffer interview. Uh, the best part about Michael Buffer was that, you know, his brother shows up, you know, Bruce Buffer, who's the uh, the UFC announcer. And, you know, we caught this this awesome brotherly little moment on camera, man. So I'm not going to tell you anymore. You got to go see it. That's right. That's so, right. But just that experience of being around. We were, we were surrounded by greatness. In that room, there were just so many legendary figures in, in sports and entertainment um, that we had an opportunity to, to, to meet and sit down and interview with. And um, one of the things that they took away, that I took away from them, was the comfort that they had with us. We keep t- we've been telling y'all for the longest that people know the truth. People see real recognize real. Real recognize real. And if you go and you see those interviews, you'll see the level of comfort that all these legends had with us. You know, sitting at our table talking with us because they love the fact that we cut the BS. There ain't no fluff. It's real stuff. And they love it. Did you just, was that off the dome? Hey, this guy, what, what, hey that's, you know, that's how we do. So that was, that was, that was pretty, I, well, I like we that. Yeah, we got to put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Write that down. Write that right. down. <laughs> but um, overall, outstanding experience. Uh, it was a great game. Uh, it was refreshing to finally see two different teams. Um. No disrespect to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but you know, really didn't want to see them again. And my my hat goes off to the the, the goat himself, Tom Brady. But I, I I got tired of seeing him in Super Bowls, man. It's, it was good that, <laughs> to actually have a competitive Super Bowl mm-hmm. um, with two rising stars 
well, you know, you have Rising Star and, um, and Joe Burrow, but you have a guy that was long overdue in Matt Stafford. <laughs> this is like a second career for Stafford. Right, right. This yeah, is this reset. is a second coming mm-hmm. of, of, you know, a, a very good quarterback, you know, who finally got an opportunity to get himself in a better situation. And all the pieces came together for the Rams. They were that team that had their heart broken a few years ago. And, um, you know, they, they, they rolled the dice and put all their cards on the table. And they said, after draft picks, we're trying to win now. Mm-hmm. So for them to, to make that bold move and it paid off and they executed, uh, it, it was a, it was a great uh, tale of two stories that came together. So well, it was a great overall, it was an excellent Super Bowl experience. And the playoffs itself, um, in my opinion, was the best playoff series in, in football history, as far as I can remember. Yeah, not even close. not a single game that was boring, that was a blowout, that was it was all it was all great, great football. Yeah, and I'll piggyback on that first before I get into my experience at the Super Bowl. Um, and I <clears throat> I literally did the research on this. <clears throat> week 18, it feels weird saying week 18 mm-hmm. instead of week 17. So week 18, every single game of week 18 had some sort of playoff implications. Mm-hmm. There were, I think, off the top of my head, I think there were four do or die, mm-hmm. like win and end. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the epic uh, Raiders and Chargers game. Mm-hmm. Winner winner goes in if they tie. They both go. Right. So every single week, and the Jaguars eliminate the Colts on the last game of the oh, season. Like, bro, you talk about yeah. an upset, and they were like, uh, I think they were like twenty point favorites. Yeah. Like it was like ridiculously yeah. double digit favorites, and they got eliminated on the last game. And then got smoked. Then just moves. It yeah, wasn't like a smoked. fluke. They got smoked. Right. It's like the Jags when you know division opponent. The right. Jags came out and was like. We ain't going, y'all ain't. You coming either. with us? Yeah, yeah. We ain't going, y'all ain't either. But yeah, yeah. So every game in Week 18 had some kind of implications, whether it's uh, do or die, win mm-hmm. or go home, uh, seeding, uh, home field versus going on the road. Mm-hmm. It, it was insane, mm-hmm. and it did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. And then the playoffs, you know, even the wild card games right. were okay, but when you got to the divisional it's, round, oh man. Um, the uh, conference championships, mm. uh, the overtime game, and then the Super Bowl was epic. So, right. hands down, I, I'm 45 years old. I've been watching football since I was eight years old that I can remember. Hands down, the best playoff uh, no season question. ever. No question. But um, the Super Bowl for us, man, was it was a long time coming. I, uh, I, and, I and I'll plug him because he invited me on this show, the Detroit Sports Sit Down Podcast. My mm-hmm. guy, Tom Murphy, go check him out on Facebook. He had me on his podcast, and he asked, he said, so what was it like when you got the notification that you guys got the Super Bowl credential? Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, bro, I'm not going to lie. And I told you. Mm-hmm. I said, I cried, man. Mm-hmm. I, I shed tears because we've been doing this for eight years years Mm -hmm. and we finally got our breakthrough Mm -hmm. and it was just like uh we spent so much of our own uh time Time, money money resources resources. we're independent yeah we independent we've we've had some sponsors speaking we'll talk about that later uh we've had some sponsors but for the most part everything we do is out of pocket man Mm -hmm. because we're independent this Mm -hmm. this is our deal Mm -hmm. um you know begging for time off work having Mm -hmm. to switch shifts and Mm -hmm. going from this game to that game just crazy families all kind of stuff man and to finally get the culmination of what the 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 pinnacle of what we worked for right it it was just a moment that was um was was crazy man but you you a hundred percent sure uh correct about the infrastructure of LA. Ooh, it man. is horrible. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. Um and I'm going to be transparent with y'all because we we family. We didn't stay at the media hotel because nope. it was too expensive. Right. Like I said, we out of pocket. And we was like, no, no, no. We're going to stay at this hotel. We stayed at a hotel 11 miles away. Mm-hmm. And we were like, 11 miles? 
that ain't yeah, gonna be so bad. Right. Yeah, look, yeah. even the cameraman's <laughs> laughing. He like, you must have been to L.A. before, bro. You learn today. <laughs> we were 11 miles away, mm-hmm. and it was taking us an hour to get to the L.A. Convention Center in L.A. traffic. You damn near could ride a bike faster Fat. than you could drive a car. We, we, If it wasn't so far, we talked about scooters <laughs> right. before yeah. we got there, but we was like, nah, yeah. no, no. But that, that traffic is insane. Mm-hmm. But once we got there, once we got to the convention center, it was dope. The NFL um, – the one thing I didn't like is y'all didn't feed us the way I thought y'all was gonna feed us <laughs> NFL. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call you out on that. No, but um, other than that, the experience was dope, it man. Was. Being on Radio Row and it was it was so crazy. The way Radio Radio Row works is you basically every media outlet just has their table, mm-hmm. and you go around and you just you can book the guys. That's kind of a new thing. Mm-hmm. You can book your guests and say, hey. Um, Everybody walks around with their publicists, and I'm talking about not just athletes. You got athletes, entertainers, actors, Demetria Oberlord, shout out to her, mm-hmm. um, newscaster. And they walk around with their publicists, and you can book them. Say, hey, uh, we'll talk to you from 12 to 12, 15. But it didn't always work that way. Nope. 99% of it was, yo, there's such and such. Go grab, go him, grab him. See <laughs> if he'll talk to us. <laughs> and um, that's the way it worked. There right. was a time we're sitting there. I had to use bathroom so bad, y'all. I was like, bro, I'm scared to leave. Remember I told you? Mm-hmm. I said, I'm scared to leave. Mm-hmm. Because if I leave, ain't no telling who you might miss. Right. Our table was probably maybe 100, 150 feet away from the restroom. In that walk one time, I saw Tory Holt and Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I walked right past them in 100 feet. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like you're looking around and... And I went to go get some water and ran into Emmett Smith. <laughs> Like what an just man, you know, you know, it's just it's yeah. crazy. You couldn't go ten steps without right. seeing a celebrity or a legend. And we were doing late nights. We were there seven seven thirty in the morning, eight at the latest, mm-hmm. eight at the latest. And we would stay there at seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. We were doing easy twelve, fourteen, sixteen hour days. Mm-hmm. And one day, it, it it um it paid off because we were wrapping up, and we look, and lo and behold, Eric Metcalf is walking mm-hmm. through here. And Eric Metcalf was one of my favorite non-Lions. Y'all know I'm a diehard Lions fan. Eric Metcalf's one of my favorite non-Lions to watch play. Mm-hmm. And he was dope. Mm-hmm. He, Eric, Eric was a dope interview, man. And I would tell you what he said, but y'all got to go, go to channel and watch it. You know, Bring the Pain Sports on YouTube. So, um, yeah, the experience w- was dope, man. And uh, let's talk about the game a little bit. Like you said, uh, you, you touched on it a little bit. Um, of course, as a Lions fan, I was very, very happy to see Matthew Stafford get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of Detroit people got crazy with the whole Detroit Rams thing and all that. That was that was too much. Mm-hmm. But I was happy to see a guy who gave his blood, sweat, and tears to our organization for 12 years. And not just our organization, but our community. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford is a pillar in the Detroit community. He's built a school. He's built fields, uh, ball courts. Right. Nobody has had a bad word to say about the guy. Right. So to see unsolicited, him, too, unsolicited, like he, he didn't have to do all of no, no, no. He's he don't even play no more, but he still wear the decap. Right, I've seen it. Right. So um, I rock with Stafford, and I was happy to see him get it done. Um, the worst part about it, though, even though they they got the job done, was to see uh, Odell tear his knee up again. Yeah, that was that was yeah. that was tough, and it looked like he was about to have a monster game. Right. So talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, remember this, this, these are all the guys. that one thing I think that they had in common was all the pressure and all the criticism mm-hmm. that they had on him. Odell had the, the whole incident with his father, with Baker Mayfield. I think we know who's right now. 
Because, yeah, he, Odell's yeah, he washed was up, right? Yeah. yeah, Odell's washed up, quote unquote, what all the critics say. Um, you got the, the haters back home for Matt Stafford. You know, it's the, it's the same uh, the same mentality as when someone makes it out the hood, but the cats back in the hood still hate on him, say he sold out. No, he right. just sold out. He moved on. He moved up. You know, um, people still, for some reason, don't want to acknowledge Cooper Cup as the greatest, the best wide receiver in the game right now. And I'm just going to, I'm just, <laughs> I'm gonna drop it because this is what we do. Most of the criticism that he gets because because the color of his skin. We're not call we're not used. To, we call him what it is. We're not used to having the best receiver in the game being a white dude. Steve Largent 2.0. Right. Uh, the dude. Yeah, he's not fast. Yes, he's not flashy. He gets open. He makes plays. You need to go back and watch that game. If you don't believe it, you need to you need to get you some popcorn. And go back and watch that game. He pulled the Rams out of that out of that game. Uh, everything from the jet sweep for that critical first down that mm-hmm. they got on fourth down, the touchdown catch, the blocking. This dude does everything. So, you know, quit hating on the dude because he's white, man. Yeah, I mean, and, and let me tell you about the best part about him in that game. Now, of course, the morning after we go to the MVP press conference, and mm-hmm. I'm literally front row, mm-hmm. you know, like the very – if we got there early, I was on the first row. So I was from here to that camera from Cooper Cup. I was shocked at how thin he is. Mm-hmm. He's not a big dude. Nope. Like on TV, he looked like he got a little. Right. He's 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 thin. Right. Now he he's he's taller than I thought he was. He's he's probably good six, six two, two six, six yeah. two six three. But he's not a big dude. So when I saw how thin he was, and I thought about some of the plays I've seen him make, I'm like, now I'm more impressed with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the most impressive thing about that game, yeah, you can talk about the touchdown catches, you can talk about the jet sweep and the plays and all that. However. This man got pass interference calls three plays on that final mm-hmm. drive. And you had guys, of course, everybody knows I'm an official. You know, guys hit me up. Man, what's up with that? What's up with that? The officiating was horrible. I no, said, it no, it wasn't. Those were legit holds. Right. They were holding the man. The, because he kept getting open. He kept getting, <laughs> he open. kept getting open. On the touchdown right. pass um, that finally culminated at the end of that, he, they almost, they literally almost tackled him. Mm-hmm. He kept his feet and he got open, went up and made a play. Mm-hmm. Like That's you said, quit, hey, it's it's like Larry Bird. Right. People don't want to give Larry Bird his props because he's a white dude playing a quote-unquote black, black man sport. Mm-hmm. I don't care if Larry Bird was green. That dude was bad. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he's purple. Mm-hmm. The dude is bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to see. And the Rams are fairly young. Matthew Stafford is uh, 32, I think. Mm-hmm. So Still in his prime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Von Miller still got a little thread on the tires. Aaron Donald. The most dominant defensive force in the league since still Lawrence, in his prime. The best since Lawrence Taylor, um, as far as domination. Right. Cooper yeah. Cup still in his prime. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we pray that Odell gets, you know, back with a speedy full mm-hmm. recovery. I think in all likelihood he'll resign with mm-hmm. the Rams. You know, he still got some, some tread on the tire. So, I mean, they're, 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 they're equipped to go back and possibly defend their title. Correct. Now, let's, let's uh, shift over to the other side, to the Cincinnati Bengals. That is a scary young team. Yeah. Now they're they're really young. Mm-hmm. I mean, very I think, young. I think I, the the average age of their starters is like twenty three. Mm-hmm. That that is bananas, mm-hmm. man. So, uh, Joe Cool, the new Joe Cool, Joe, Joe Burrow. I really really like that kid. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we like we've covered him when he was at when he's LSU. LSU. Yeah. And you know he brings that that calming presence that. Mm-hmm. Leadership that innate, just he walks in the room. Everybody's like, "Okay, we're good. We now. good. We got. Yeah. We confident because we got Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, that he brings that element that you just can't teach yeah. in the game. Yeah. And I've I don't know if I've ever seen a young quarterback since Tom Brady who 
at this age, at this stage, has that level of cool. Because mm-hmm. Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl as a second-year guy. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, Drew Bledsoe got hurt, he came in, took over. And it was just always that. Now, mind you, and I, and I got to say this, you said you got tired of seeing Brady win Super Bowls. Of course I didn't because I'm a Michigan guy. So Tom Brady could win every Super Bowl as far as I'm concerned. And I'm a big Brady fan. Of course. But, yeah, of course. It's just, it, would, would you get tired of seeing uh, Case Keenum win Super Bowls? No, of course not. Absolutely right. not. You're a Houston guy. Right. You know, um, but, yeah, it was um, – I've never seen a young guy in the NFL to have that relaxed mm-hmm. good. We no got this. panic in this kid. We got And he's this. coming off an ACL. Right. A complete ACL. Right. But you never know by looking at him. And they had a lot of holes in that team. But, as I mentioned before, uh, if you have a quarterback mm-hmm. that can feel those cracks, man, it just makes your team so much better. Yeah. When you they have an offensive line that gave up, was it 10 sacks to the Titans? Uh, I think it was 9, nine, 10, nine, nine sacks yeah. to the Titans. You have and won the game. And won the game. Um, you know, you have a rookie receiver who, you know, has that instant connection with uh, Joe Burrow. Man, they were just magical together. Well, they played together in college. Right. And then you have basically yeah. running back by committee. You know, so um, th- those elements, they just all work together and it's all because of Joe Cool. Yeah. Um, it, and that's another thing. Um, Burrow actually went to bat with the Bengals and said, I want my receiver from college. Mm-hmm. And he was the one. And they've been open about that. Mm-hmm. He was the one that facilitated them drafting Jamar Chase. We knew they needed a receiver. Right. And Jamar Chase wasn't looked at as the best receiver His in that draft. His film didn't jump out at you. No. Like, he, he was good. Was, he was good. But, but he wasn't right. the, the top receiver. Right. That, you know, coming out in that draft. Right. Burrow say, I want him. Mm-hmm. And. He was right. Magic. Magic. Now, did you see this? It came out later on that last fourth down when Burrow got sacked. Did you see how he blew past Jalen Ramsey? It yep. was wide, wide open. open. Yep. If Burrow could have gotten that pass off, they would have won the game. It's a whole, it's a was, whole different conversation. That was six. It's a whole different conversation. We will be talking about the Bengals winning the Super Bowl right yep. now. From four and 12. And as a Detroit Lions fan, that gives me some hope. Right. <laughs> that, <laughs> Not that, uh, that much, yeah. What's so funny, man? <laughs> no, no. I mean, they went from four, and like Joe Theismann said, we I Joe Theismann about yeah, it. Yeah. He said, "Well, the difference is Burrow wasn't there. Right? Burrow's rookie year, he got hurt in Week Eleven against the Redskins, mm-hmm. and he was playing well. Mm-hmm. You never know how somebody's going to come back from an ACL. Right. But when right. he came back, and he was, he was." Dare I say better mm-hmm. than he was his rookie year, which he should be. But coming off the injury, you just never know. Well, you can tell that you know during the injury that he invested his time versus spending his time because mm-hmm. you can tell how well oiled he was and how he knew the ins and out of that offense. Mm-hmm. That dude was in the he was in the rehab room, but he was also studying in the film room. Yeah, it, it shows. Yeah, yeah, he was um he he was he was lights out, man. Mm-hmm. But like I said, if he could got that last pass off, we're having a totally different conversation. Mm-hmm. And that leads me to my next point that um we kind of saw this coming. We kind of saw the Cincinnati Bengals team piece by piece. They got better and better and better, and they finally got there. Now. The one area that they definitely need to improve in is the offensive, offensive line. line. Yep. Us being former linemen, that's the thing we look at. And but they they jump off the screen. They jump off the screen bad. Mm-hmm. They're decent run blocking because mm-hmm. Joe Mixon gets his yards, right? But their pass, pass protection, protection is non-existent. Yeah. So yep. improve the offensive line, and you're Super Bowl champion because mm-hmm. because Chase was wide open. Mm-hmm. So um, while we're on the subject of the NFL, let's transition into the 
well, I want to say the final NFL game, because it was when we were coming up, mm-hmm. which is uh, the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. which is now played, yeah, which is now played the week before the Super Bowl. Week is the correct word. Oh, yeah, week. Yeah, uh, we played the W E A K of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, oh, the Pro oh, Bowl. Let me block you real quick. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Pro yeah. Bowl style block. Oh, yeah. look at that. Horrid. <laughs> I mean, when we were coming up, man, the Pro Bowl was. You looked forward to it. People used to have right. Pro Bowl, like you have we Super Bowl have Pro parties. Bowl parties. People yeah. used to have Pro Bowl right. parties, like, yo, come through, we're going to watch the Pro Bowl. Right. It used to be at the end of the season, mm-hmm. everybody played. Mm-hmm. If you got selected to the Pro Bowl, you played. It was a badge of honor. Bad, 100%. It yeah. was a badge of honor. And they played and they went 100 miles an hour. The most epic clip, I think everybody Sean would Taylor. agree, this Sean Taylor hit, man. <laughs> I mean, it was. You know, that's the kind of level of competition that we used to have at the Pro mm-hmm. Bowl. But at this point, and I get it from the players' perspective because those guys weren't making that kind of money Correct. back then. You got a hundred million dollars or more potentially in career earnings that's on the line for a meaningless game. I'm not going to go out there and possibly injure myself either. Nope. So that being said, it's time to just this. This is keep it keep it real. It's time to shut Scrap the game it. down. Scrap the game. Scrap it. Keep the skills comp. Now the skills competition I thought was off the Absolutely. chain this year. They were real creative with some of the new, mm-hmm. um, the the catching competition, yep. the throwing competitions. Mm-hmm. You know, some of that stuff was really cool. I would like to see them bring back the, the bench press contest. You know, things like that. <sighs> the NFL destroyed fastest man in the NFL, which that weak race that they had with Micah Parsons and uh, Cheetah. And yeah, they, they weren't they weren't running. The only one that ran full speed was Parsons. I, I mean, Daryl Green could probably come out and still right. win it now, and he's right. like fifty years old. And I mean, you know, maybe they do something like a Legends game with flag. You know, football or something like that. Yeah. Or we even talked about this on the plane. You got a lot of guys out there still trying to get in the league that need film. Have a free agent, a free agent game. game, free agent versus free agent game, and no guys will tell you will go out there and play, and they will bust it up and let them be coached by free agent coaches. Mm-hmm. Which I know we're going to talk about later, but that that's more opportunities for coaches such as a Brian Flores, these black coaches, to get opportunities to get their work on film. So that you know they have things to bring to an interview, right? So, right. and that's uh, just throwing it out there. We, we'll give you that one for free, NFL. We'll give right? You that one for free. Yeah, and and that's another thing. <clears throat> that's actually a good point that you brought up. Now, back in the day, I know. Of course, we don't remember this because way before our time. But you know, I'm a historian. Mm-hmm. What they used to do is at the end of the football season, they would put together a college all star game. Mm-hmm to play against the NFL team that had the worst record. Mm-hmm. So it would have been a college all-star team against the Jaguars this year. Mm. And it's kind of just like a, let's see if you can really play against NFL competition mm-hmm. without throwing you to the Wolves and get somebody hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to play the the Rams. Mm-hmm. They, they play the worst team. Mm-hmm. And one year, one year, I think it was like in the 40s, that all-star team beat the NFL mm. team. So um, that, that why not do that? Right. Why not do that? But it it goes back to what you said about uh, NFL players not wanting to risk because you got to think risk about that it. money. It's a brand. Mm-hmm. Like back when we were coming up, you know, we we were we were seventies babies, so we grew up watching eighties and nineties football. Mm-hmm. Um, guys didn't have brands. Mm-hmm. The first brand of football player was probably Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. He and then Bo, truly, then Bo yeah, Jackson. Right, those were the first brands. Right. Like right, now you saw them outside of pads. You saw their face because every time 
you saw these guys, they had their helmet on. You didn't know who the hell they were. You see right. the public most of the time. So right. they yeah. were the guys that they had their face out right. there. Right. And there's somebody in the room from Atlanta that's nodding. Like Deion yeah, Sanders. Deion. Deion Sanders was prime Atlanta. Time. Prime time. Deion was Atlanta yep. in football and baseball. Yep. So, but now everybody has a brand with, mm-hmm. with social media, with the money that they make, everybody has a brand. Mm-hmm. And if you get injured and can't play anymore. The money pipeline shuts down. It's done. So, like, yep. I, I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I get these guys saying, hey, I'm not about to go out here and risk it all for a meaningless game for, mm-hmm. I think the winner gets like 20000 or something like mm-hmm. that. That's peanuts for these guys right. nowadays. I mean, the rookie minimum now, the rookie minimum is like 300 Three, something 350 I think. Right. Vet minimum is like right. four hundred. Mm-hmm. So the worst you're going to do is make four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year. That's a guy on the practice squad. That's a guy on the practice squad. Yeah, right. uh, was it two three years ago? Mm-hmm. Practice squad guys used to make a couple thousand dollars a week. Mm-hmm. Now the practice squad guys are on a rookie minimum salary. Right. So like when we play minor league ball, we would have guys <laughs> that came down from practice squads and played with us. Because they just want to get on the field and get some work and get some film. Mm-hmm. Nowadays they're like, nah, I'm just going. I'm gonna go to practice and dress mm-hmm. for these home games and go home to my uh, million dollar home. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them. But like you said, it's weak. And it, and if you know anything about football, you'll know that a lot of times you will get injured going half tail. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, can I say half ass? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you, you see his name? But we're on a new platform. Hey, we're on a new platform, so I just want to make sure. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'll give, I, I, I'll give you an example because shout out to the Believe Podcast Network. We're so excited that, to be working with you guys. Um, of course, those of you who follow us, KCAA is and always will be home. So you know, we love you guys. We're always gonna be a part of KCAA. But one of the reasons why we connected with Believe. It's because they are a no bullshit organization. Also, they believed in us. They have a podcast called the Slap Dick Podcast, man. <laughs> Literally, so the gloves are off. Just so you know, you know we don't. We yeah. Okay. Good. So just so you just so y'all know. Good. Good. Yeah. So if you go out in a football game and half ass, you will get <laughs> you you will get hurt. But no, yeah, one hundred percent. Shout out to Believe. That's B L E A V dot com. No matter where you watch your podcast, uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, iRadio, wherever, mm-hmm. go to Believe. So Tuesday, 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 March 1st is the first return episode, which is the one that you're hearing right now of BTP Sports. And every Tuesday from there on out, you will hear us on Believe.com. Shout out to Believe for Believing in us, real talk, mm-hmm. and um, reaching out to us and and, and wanting our content. So, um, but yeah, man, um, the Pro Bowl is 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 trash. Let's just call yeah, it what, it, call is. It what it's, it is. It's just stop. It's it's a money grab at this point. Mm-hmm. It's a money grab at this point. But yeah, I understand these guys not want to go out and, and and hurting themselves, man. So just like you said, do away with it. Uh, free agent game, uh, or just have your all pro team, right? You know how they do. Um, uh, NFL honors Right You know do something Where you have your NFL honors guys right. Come out You know Give them some kind of Incentive Yeah that would be a great week To shift NFL honors Because I don't think That gets the attention That it, it doesn't You can have that During that week mm-hmm. Pro Bowl week yep. Announce all the Pro Bowl guys Announce all the NFL honors guys And announce the Hall of Fame class Yeah Maybe every two years Goodell needs to Threaten to cancel it Because if y'all remember Was it two three years ago mm-hmm. Goodell was like Alright look I'm getting too much too much uh, blowback. Too much coming. blowback. Mm-hmm. So if y'all don't start playing, I'm gonna go and scrap it. Mm-hmm. And the the next two Pro Bowls after that 
were pretty good. Mm-hmm. They, it, it, better, put it that way. Yeah, it was. It was better. It was mm-hmm. at least competitive. Right. But now they're back to nope. We ain't doing it. Block. Yeah. Yeah. It was just <laughs> sad, man. It's, oh, here's a tackle. <laughs> yeah. It, it is. It is sad, man. man. Pathetic. Yeah. So um, let's transition. And talk about a little basketball. Okay. Well, actually, you know what? Before we do that, let's talk about something you got going on with uh, the NFL. Yes, yes, let's, yes. Let's, yes, let's yes, talk yes. about this. Man. How can we forget? So, I have been blessed and bestowed with the opportunity. Yo, speaking of making connections down at the Radio Road to Super Bowl, uh, I am actually going to be the spokesperson from the media for the NFL Alumni Association Wellness Challenge. So we have an epidemic in this country, and I'm I'm a card-carrying member of the obesity club, right? So 40% of America is obese, y'all, 40, 40. Ten people in the room, four more weight. By definition. By definition. Mm-hmm. So the NFL Alumni Association, they're making a targeted effort to try to get people to Focus on obesity because obesity is the driver for a lot of these other illnesses that we have, diabetes, heart problems, cancer, you name it. Um, A lot of it ties back to obesity is not because of the type of foods that we eat and the level of activity that we don't engage in. Mm -hmm. And we know as former players, man, it's hard when you're like a machine, like you're, you know, you ever ever had a car that you parked for a long time, you try to crank it back up, you Mm -hmm. don't crank up. Right. Well, our bodies are the same way. So, we're used to training and working out and, you know, practicing every day and we eat and we fuel our bodies to handle that workload. Mm-hmm. So we stop all of a sudden, we retire. Your body is still going to command that same level of uh, calories to make it function. So mm-hmm. what happens is your metabolism slows down, you gain weight, you, you're not as active anymore. So and then all the other health challenges comes with that. So um, I was able to connect with um, – the uh, chairman for the wellness program for the NFL Alumni Association, he said, hey, you know what? We don't have anyone in the media that's part of this challenge. Mm-hmm. So this is a challenge that was, um, you know, founded and started, you know, Dr. Oz is involved with mm-hmm. this as well. Uh, so over the, ne- the course of the next year, uh, you're going to see me transition. And uh, my goal is to lose 70 pounds by kickoff of Subo 57. Light work. So I'll be, exactly, light work. So I'll be out there next year at Phoenix representing the NFL Alumni Association, you know, talking to everyone about the wellness program. And you're gonna, you guys are gonna check in every week and check my progress. Matter of fact, I'm gonna do a weigh in today, so we're gonna check in next week and see, you know, how much weight I've lost, you know, as of next week. So um, I'm really proud. I'm really thankful and grateful for the opportunity and excited about the opportunity. But now the shift is, you know, in success, I always think of it as two ways. Uh, the first thing is the motivation. You get excited, you get the opportunity, you get the news. But where a lot of people fall off is the discipline. Mm-hmm. Discipline has to replace motivation in order for you to succeed. Yep. So now it's time to buckle down and and get it done. Because yep. where a lot of people fall off is they get excited about things, but they don't execute. They don't follow through. They don't have the discipline and the focus to get it done. So you will see that here. Absolutely. And we'll be um, we'll be documenting it. Mm-hmm. We'll be documenting it. You'll see clips. You'll see video. You'll see posts. Mm-hmm. And... Um, a lot of people who know me know and you know that I myself have lost over 100 pounds over the mm-hmm. past few years. So I am definitely, definitely vested in this. And mm-hmm. the, the thing about that is in doing my own research for my own journey, it sparked an interest in nutrition for me. And mm-hmm. he knows that 
I am now in school studying to be a certified nutritionist. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got about a couple of months to go. So I, I'm definitely, uh, and I'm going to walk through it with him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do what he does, and uh, we're going to help each other out, and we're going for it. And, again, like you said, he's actually going to be on the panel that talks to NFL alumni mm-hmm. and try to get those guys, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, to get their wellness. And if you look at him, you might not believe this dude used to be slim, mm-hmm. like slim, slim. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he, he, you can't tell sitting down. He's what, 6'6? Six, six? Mm-hmm. He used to be a slim dude. So his natural body set point is slim. Mm-hmm. So he should be able to knock it off. But like you say, it's the discipline. Right. Starting ain't the starting is the hard part, people say, but that that's not true. Right. And because, this program is not gender yeah. or age prohibitive. No. Anybody can participate. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be a member of the NFL alumni to, to, to participate. You know, if you want to, you know, uh, get engaged as well and, you know, ask questions on our social media pages, you know, the NFL alumni is following us as well. So uh, go there. You want to ask questions, you know, we, it's interactive. You know, we, we're working, we're doing this as a team effort uh, for everyone to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mom, one of the people that was successful on the program was Dick Buckus. Yeah. Uh, the legendary. This man was on the phone with on Dick phone Buckus, with bro. With Dick Buckus. Uh, and he lost an amazing amount of weight. And he looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Golick is another one. Um, oh, we I, we didn't even recognize right. him on radio. Yeah, right. We were like, yo, is that Golick? Right. He didn't right. look sick. He just right. looked healthy. healthy. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we have a lot of, you know, people in the program. So, you know, we'll continue to share more information as it comes. But. Continue to follow us and follow the journey. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be dope, man. And um, where can you see that progress at? Uh, you can go to nflalumni.org, nflalumni.org. Uh, all the information for the challenges on there. And, of course, you can follow us on our social media um, at uh, BTP Sports on Twitter, at BTP underscore sports on Instagram. Yeah, somebody stole our name. It's all good. We got the underscore in the middle. Though. Right. Uh, and then you can also follow me on my Instagram. It's at the Great Morpheus with D-A. Great Morpheus at the Great Morpheus with DA in the front. Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to this, man. This 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 is going to be some dope. And again, shout out to the NFL alumni, not only for approaching him about this program, but about showing us so much love mm-hmm. while we were out in LA. Uh, we we got hooked up with the NFL alumni, mm-hmm. personal invite to their uh, Super Bowl party, so we got to hang out with those guys. Mm-hmm. They fed us. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: they approached this man about a wellness <laughs> challenge. We get to the Super Bowl party, they got pizza. <laughs> Wings, <laughs> cake. That them cookies was off the chain, huh? Remember them they cookies? Were. They were. Woo. Yeah. But you're done now, but yeah, we're done now. You're done. Yeah, we locked in now. Said the man who ate probably a whole school of fried catfish last <laughs> night. <laughs> Yours truly, but no, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing this. But um, you have anything else about that before we shift gears? Ah, just like we, I said, we talk football all day. We can talk football all day, but it's a great program. It's a great initiative. Yeah. And it shows that more more so thing is that the NFL Alumni Association cares. Mm-hmm. So they're reaching back out to these players to, you know, get them back on track. And there was a lot of blowback with the NFL with the um, the way they, quote unquote, don't take care of their mm-hmm. alumni guys, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the insurance. And you got all these guys with, you know, uh, brain injury mm-hmm. problems and they don't have insurance and this and that and the other. So shout out to the NFL. For and it's and the program is free, right? It's not costing anybody right. a dime, right? So, shout out to the NFL man right. for actually saying we care about these guys and their health and not just fitness because health is all encompassing, mm-hmm. health is mental, mental health, physical, physical right. spiritual, emotional. Um, so they're not just saying, but well, we want you to be fit, right? We want you to be 
healthy. Right. And um, shout shout out to the NFL for that, man. And so, as a matter of fact, um, you know, not to, to steal thunder from the NFL also, but we had an opportunity to talk to Lee Steinberg. And <laughs> Lee, for those of you who don't know, if you don't know who Lee Steinberg is, I can't help you. But there's some guy named, um, what's his name, Jeffrey Jordan or something like that? Um, um, Miguel, Miguel Jordan or something. We wore like number twenty three for the Bulls. I don't know, you know, six time uh, NBA champion, yeah. six Finals MVPs. You know, uh, Mitchell Jackson. Yeah, I think yeah. that's his name. Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah him. Uh, there's this guy. What's his name? Lion Lion Forest. Ah uh, man, Tiger Forest. Yeah, Tiger, Tiger Woods, something like that. The, uh, the golf guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brother that Woody, played golf. Woody, Woody Tiger was it? I, I can't remember. Yeah, Woody Tiger. You know, I think that's his name. Yeah. You know. uh, this guy represents these caliber of players. He mm-hmm. is the without question. What was that tennis player he represented? Some Selena, Selena Wilson or yeah, something like that. Dark skin chick. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Selena Will. Yeah. Serena Wilson. Wilson. Something like that. Something. Yeah, like he was their that. agent. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is the greatest sports agent in history ever. He is the real. He's the. He's the story behind Jerry Maguire. Correct. They made Jerry Maguire About based on Lee him. Steinberg. Right? So if anybody <laughs> has an incentive not to really care about the player's health because he makes money when they produce. Correct. Right? So he has every incentive to to be a reason for them to stay on mm-hmm. the field and perform when they shouldn't and, you know, try to push, try to get extra years out of them, mm-hmm. right? This man sat with us, and every word that came out of his mouth was about the long-term health and wellness of his athletes. And he had a, a, a symposium. Uh, we had the honor of going to his um, his uh, party as well, the Lee Steinberg party. party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had a symposium about traumatic brain injuries. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to give you too much because you got to go to our page to watch it. The full interview is going to be there. Uh, but, you know, shout out to, to Lee Steinberg and, you know, his entire organization for everything that they're doing um, to promote wellness and health, well, you know, amongst athletes. So the best part, and you you left out, you know, my favorite part of that, of that story, and you probably left it for me. Mm-hmm. So we're, I told you how radio roll, ready. Why is that a tongue twister? Radio <laughs> roll works. Um, we just happened to be sitting at our table and didn't have a guest. Mm-hmm. And we see this little blonde haired white chick walking over to us and she goes, excuse me, guys. Do you have a minute to talk to Lee Steinberg? Let's. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see if we can fit the greatest Bruce sports Wilson. agent ever into our um, schedule. I think we got to do that. Yeah. I think. I, yeah. I, I think we can yeah. fit him in. Yeah. I think, I think we can fit him in. Yeah. I'm like, do do we wait? What? So uh, Lee came over to our table, and let me tell you something about Lee Steinberg. This man is. When I tell you, this man is loaded. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might even be a billionaire if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But this guy has. Again, the greatest sports agent ever. Tons of money. Cache. Cache. Connections. You know Anybody. But he is the most humble mm-hmm. gentleman you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. His voice never goes over a whisper. Never. And it's not because he's elderly. Right. He's just a cool laid back dude. Mm-hmm. Remember Darren said, mm-hmm. Darren was uh, in line to get credentials. This guy is in line to get his own credentials. He didn't send, he didn't send his publicist. Right. And he said that Darren, uh, one of our guys, stepped in front of him and he's like, Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry about that. And Lee said, Hey, no problem. He's just that humble of a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And he personally invited us to his Super Bowl party. Uh, he walked around. He was amongst the people. Mm-hmm. And he walked around Radio Row all day. Mm-hmm. Just like And he just very casually just, just very casually. It's like he don't know who he is. studios 
Just eh, this? You know what? <laughs> Here, just just put this on my debit card. Just uh, let's leave us on the studios today uh, for my party. This man, <laughs> they shut production down for this man to have his Super Bowl party. The entire studio, not a section stu- of it. Yeah, the not entire a no, 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 not, not a set. This man literally rented out Sony Pictures Studios, the entire studio, and we had free range of the entire studio. Mm-hmm. And we just like, and again, just the most humble gentleman that you, you'll ever meet. So shout out to Lee Steinberg, man. And um, his party is, it, it's really, it's networking. Mm-hmm. We met, we made some connections there. We, we met some people and it was just, it was just a dope, a dope, dope time. Mm-hmm. Man. So, so shout out, shout out to Lee. So um, we also got, uh, didn't talk about our boy uh, ED, man. Oh. That's Eric Dickerson, oh, by the way. I know ED means something else in 2022. Great Eric Dickerson. Yeah. The, the, still the greatest Ram of all time, no question. Yeah. 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 I, I can go with that. Yeah. So ED came and sat down with us. And <laughs> most of these guys with their publicists, their publicists are, you know, their publicists are normally non athletes. I'm mm-hmm. just going to call it what it is. Mm-hmm. They're, they're non athletes. They don't really get the vibe mm-hmm. so they're like okay you got eight minutes with them we like okay and we we always tried to respect it mm-hmm. you got eight minutes with them all right cool <laughs> this woman almost had to literally grab eric dickerson by the arm and say come on let's go mm-hmm. because he was so entrenched in talking to us mm-hmm. man. like you say real recognize real mm-hmm. and the same thing with um joe, joe theisman. theisman right Go go to our YouTube and check out our Joe Theismann interview. Those interviews weren't scheduled. That no. was just we ran into them and they came to us. Here's what's funny: the one interview that we actually had scheduled didn't show up. Yeah, and I'm gonna call him out because, and we're gonna tweet you this, Brandon Marshall. Yeah, I'm gonna call you out, brother, because you, <laughs> hey, we had you scheduled and you ain't show up, man. So you always won. You always won, and, and yes, you're gonna get a copy of this in your Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> sir. But no, uh, shout out to uh, the I Am Athlete podcast. Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of great podcast. Excellent. And uh, what I love about their podcast is their transparency. Mm-hmm. They are a uh, big, you know, and these are big athletes, mm-hmm. not necessarily. Uh, well, yeah, physically big and big names. Big name, I mean, great. Chad Ocho and um, Brandon Marshall and well, Channing and, and Fred are gone. But um, and they talk very candidly about their lives and experiences and their um, their mental health. Brandon Marshall's a big uh, mental health mm-hmm. advocate. And to uh, piggyback again on what Rich was saying about the initiative with the NFL, and, and I, I touched on this a little bit, um, I myself have very, very vested interest in that because um, on my last physical last year, they discovered that I have some brain damage from uh, my years of playing football. Mm-hmm. Um I did I did the full physical and this was not my normal doctor it was a doctor at a specific clinic that does the wellness check and she said she did she doesn't know me like my doctor my doctor knows my history and knows me and she said have you had a traumatic brain injury I said no she she said car accident anything like that I said no ma'am I said well I did play minor league professional football for 16 years she said oh we can tell and she said, yeah, there, there are some, there is some scarring there. There is some damage to your brain. So when Lee Stiber and I, you know, like I said, I just went public with this at the Super Bowl. Um, I, I never put my health and my business out in the streets like that, mm-hmm. but this is different right? because there's so many other guys like 
me right. who are dealing with it. Um, Dexter Wynn, mm-hmm. who's a former Houston Texan, former Detroit Lion, um, played for a couple of the NFL teams. He did the same thing. Quincy Carter, mm-hmm. uh, who's a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quincy just recently, he posted his actual scan and mm-hmm. said, hey, look, I got brain damage. Mm-hmm. You know, so I say, well, if these guys can put it out there, who am I? Right. Who am I to not say, listen, let me use my what's going on with me to help somebody else? Because right. everybody talks about the NFL. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about college players. Everybody talks about high school players. What about our level? Right. What about minor league? Right. What about uh, arena ball? We do the same thing. Right. Except Get we the take the pants dollars. off, take a shower, and go to work. And go to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So nobody talks about the health of mm-hmm. minor league players and say, you know what? These guys did the same thing. Right. These guys are just as big, just as strong, just as, I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. I've been up close to NFL players. They're a different level, but mm-hmm. we ain't far under. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we played with and against guys who played in the league, guys mm-hmm. that you've heard of. So they did the same thing. They beat there. And I was a center. And we all know from the movie Concussion, the poster child for CTE was Mike Webster, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers center. Mm-hmm. I was a center. And if you played offensive line, you may not have been diagnosed with it yet, but I'm pretty sure you it, it, it's 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 inevitable. Right. They right. did test on 100 deceased football players from high school all the way through professional. Ninety nine of them had some CTE. Type of t- yeah, some type of TBI. 99%. Right. 99% of them had some sort of CTE. Right. So if you played football at a high level for more than four or five years, you got brain damage. Mm-hmm. Period. It, it's no way around it. Your every brain was not designed. Like, it's like a car collision on every snap. Especially with us. Right. We're linemen. Right. Like running backs, receivers, those right. guys. Majority of the people who have it are skill position players and linemen. linemen. Mm-hmm. Because with us... I don't care. I was a center. No matter what the play is, I got to hit somebody. Mm-hmm. Run, pass, whatever. Mm-hmm. I got to hit somebody. Mm-hmm. So when Lee Steinberg was talking about that, I said, and that that was the first time I actually went public with it was when he started talking about it. I'm like, I got to tell it. Mm-hmm. So if my experience can help and my target audience for me coming out with it is the minor league level, because mm-hmm. that's, I mean, I'm not a brag, but I'm in the minor league football hall of fame. So a lot of these guys know me, they know who I am. They know my name. So if I say this, they'll say, dang, Brock, that's my guy. Mm -hmm. Let me go get checked out. Mm -hmm. And that's all I want. All I want is for guys to say, if my guy that I played with or played against has this issue, let me go get myself checked out. Right. You know, and we'll, we'll probably do a, a, a show. Uh, we've we done it before mm-hmm. when we had the television show mm-hmm. we did a show about CTE mm-hmm. so uh, it's real it's real mm-hmm. yeah so um, and, and I've had experiences uh, and I told my wife about it after the fact we were getting ready to go out of town and we stopped we were driving to Louisiana we stopped to get gas and you know how you, you put your credit card in you have to put your um, zip code in I literally cannot remember my zip code I was standing at the pump like this where do I live and I stood there for about 30, 40 seconds, and then it finally popped to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I can look at somebody. This is my dude. I've been knowing him for eight years. Sometimes I'll look at somebody that I'm very familiar with, and I literally cannot think of their name. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so I, I get it. I get it. And that's how it starts. You know, so um, that we were definitely looking forward to that definitely. initiative, man. So, um, yeah, so you had something? I just like I said, you know, the the, the early detection is the is the critical mm-hmm. thing. So, um, definitely, every we encourage everyone, you know, go out there and get checked. Yeah, yeah, minor league, uh, minor league fellas, go get yourself looked at, man. Get get your brain scanned and get yourself looked at. Mm-hmm. Real talk. Um, 
How much time we got, guys? Oh, we still got some time. Okay. So um let's talk about the let's talk about the NBA, man. Of course, uh, last weekend we had the NBA All-Star game. And <laughs> it's not quite Pro Bowl level bad. But it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Um I think Steph saved it. Yeah. With the with the performance. With his shooting was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he did it. Yeah, so, even undefended, I mean in the 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 shots that he was taking mm-hmm. was just like is this guy is like he's at the, he's at the, he's on a playground or something like he's playing horse with grown NBA All Star players. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. He, who shoots the ball from the logo and turns around and runs back down? Because he know he hit. He know as soon as he left his hand, he knew he was in. The ball wasn't even halfway to the goal, mm-hmm. and he just turned around and hit all draws. Mm-hmm. Who does that? <laughs> he shot that one from the corner. And turned to the fan and was like, did it go in? Heard the swish and ran down court. I'm like, man, get this dude off my TV, man. Get this dude off my TV. That's so, the kind of dude that you play at 21, you just hack the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah. And he's <laughs> another one do. that if you ever seen him in person, you'd be impressed with him because he is a very small guy. Mm-hmm. He's 6'2", 6'3", but he just he big. Small, very small. He just big. You know? not, not very girthy at all. No, yeah. no. not not. You couldn't find a better word than hey. that? <laughs> it's bring the pain, Man. baby. It's bring the pain. No, but uh, so talk to me about your feelings about the All Star Game, NBA All Star Game in general. Well, the good the good thing is is you know it's safe. It's not like the NFL Pro Bowl where yeah. you know guys are getting injured. You know, thank God for that. Um, but it's just the overall pace of the game. And again, they have the same issue as the NFL players. They have vested interest in not going 100 miles an hour because they're worth a lot of money. Yeah. Um, the skills competition is getting worse and worse oh, by the, by the year. It's like it's almost like the, the no skills competition. <laughs> and you know, even the, the oh my god, the dunk contest. That's probably um, the worst one I've seen. Yeah, I, I, I think we're very close to the end. It's, we're very close to you know it's time to hang it up. It was really exciting a few years ago mm-hmm. when you had Aaron Gordon in there and Levine. And, and that Levine, was the last good one. That was the last good one. Yeah. And um, since then, it's, it's plummeted and it's, it's it's horrible now. Uh, it's time to you know maybe consider moving on uh, from the dunk contest. Three point shootout. You had a big man win a three point shootout. Um, but is it actually a three point shootout without Steph Curry? No. I mean, but uh, at the same time, would, would it be fair? His brother Seth is also why you why you bull a sniper. Yeah, you know that whole family can shoot. Their daddy can shoot. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, Dale was the, a killer. The mama could probably shoot if she <laughs> put it out there. Everybody did. If your last name well, is Curry, you can she shoot. She did shoot. She shot her shot at the tight end that uh, she let the for, old man for. <laughs> Shout out All to it. him. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent, man. The skills comp, the rookie, um, the rookie game was pretty good. Yeah, the celebrity game was actually all right. Um, the skills competition I enjoyed. You might not look at me and and think that, but when I played basketball, I was a shooter. Hey, you get you get me open on the screen, I'll shoot the lights out. Get me on the court, send them trouble. Man, I, 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 I still can shoot the rock. I officiate, so sometimes on timeouts, half out, we'll shoot. I can still I can still fill it up. So that's why I enjoy watching the three point shootout. But that dunk kind that used to be the highlight. Right. Uh, we should look more used forward to, to that than the game and, and like fried chicken and stuff like to right get ready for the dunk contest. That was like a whole event on its own. But now it's like it's very whack. Yeah, it, and. It, uh, NBA, y'all gotta stop trying to rewrite history. Y'all have to be more realistic about where you rank players. 
Um, personally, I wish I could drag the whole LeBron versus Jordan uh, debate out to a field and just shoot it because I'm <laughs> sick of hearing about it. It's different eras. Mm-hmm. Different guys, different eras, different rules, different players. Different, different equipment, different you nutrition. You name it. Different. The three-point line moved. Everything else is different. Hell, they didn't right. have a three-point line until the 80s. Right. So just appreciate what you have while you're seeing it, for one. And then they're trying to come up with these ranking systems, like for the, the 75 greatest players of all time. Oh. How in the blue hell is Damian Lillard a top 75 player of all time? But Joe Dumars ain't. But Joe, hello. What? <laughs> Did we forget? How is Dwight Howard not on the 75 greatest He's like Dwight a, Howard dominated the league for the better part of right, a decade. Right. He was like, I think, an eight-time uh, uh, All-NBA. I know he won at least three defensive player years, if not more. He's won three. rebounding titles. He took the Magic to the finals. I, I, how is that? How are you not a part of the top 75 player? But the, but the Joker? Right. Come who on. Like, got like right. two, three years in the league is top 75? Right. Man, if you don't... Stop letting the interns make decisions about where people rank in history. If they want to make an effective list, ask the players. There you go. Ask the players. There you go. I mean, I to talk and to shift gears for just a second to go back to the NFL Hall of Fame as a Cowboys fan, oh, listen, everybody knows me. I am a card-carrying Dallas Cowboys fan, a hater. Mm-hmm. Always, I was a Cowboys hater before I even moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. But how in the blue hell, as you say, is DeMarcus Ware not a first ballot Hall Crazy. of Famer? How, how, Crazy. What? 135 sacks, I believe. He was, uh, I want to say, seven or eight-time All-Pro. All-Pro. Not, all, not Pro Bowl. All-Pro. All-Pro. All that means you're either number one or number two at your position. For eight out of ten years. I think he's got like 11 Pro Bowls. And he's all decade. So you were named as one of the top players at your position for 10 years. How in the hell are you not a first a first ballot Hall of Famer? It's time to make some changes. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a voter as well with the I'm with the, the Football Rights Association. We you know we cover college sports. And I think the way that we do things is more effective, and maybe they should consider applying that to the NFL. First of all, you don't have the same guys on the panel every year. No. I voted for the Hall of Fame once, and I would I'm, I would be eligible again next year. So you go vote once, mm-hmm. you're off for five years. So first of all, it gets, gets fresh minds, fresh perspective. You don't have the same stale, old, boring-ass, out-of-shape dudes sitting in the room talking their stupidness to each other, uh, <laughs> asking questions of each other, who you're voting for, so you're influencing their own vote, vote. And then you don't have all these same agendas because you're mad because Terrell Owens didn't give your ass an interview back in uh, 2003, so you're going to make him wait to go into the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is about what you do on the field. Period. It doesn't have a damn thing to do about personality, egos, attitudes. You know, same thing is true with, with, in Major League Baseball where they kept Barry Bonds out. Um Hall of Fame should be specifically to what you do on the field. And, you know, having fresh mindset, fresh perspective, guys who've, um, you know, seen other players perform, mm-hmm. you're able to be more objective. Yep. And I think the problem is, you know, some of the guys who are on that voting panel and have been on that voting panel forever, they're part of these, um, these tier one media programs. And if you don't kiss up to them or you don't, um, you know, do what, 
you know, it takes to be a, become a part of their in crowd, then you're not getting in. Then you're right, period. So I'm still scratching my head because DeMarcus, DeMarcus Ware was, he was not a quote-unquote problem child. He no. was very well received by the media. He mm-hmm. was very well received by the fans and by his, his teammates. So there was never any off the field Never heard issues. a bad word about him. Never heard a bad and, word and about you, the And guy. you follow the Cowboys deep. And right. you never heard a bad word about right. him, even in Denver. Right. And, and also in Denver. The Broncos country, they love him. You know, mm-hmm. he went out there and won a Super Bowl with them. So I don't understand who how, – how do you how do you look at this man's stats and his performance and not vote yes for him for, for the uh, Hall of Fame? I, I, don't, I don't get it. And here's the most face-slapping part about that. They let another player who plays the same position in, mm-hmm. Richard Seymour, and no shade to Richard Seymour. He deserves to be in. Right. Now let, let's, let's, let's go over it. Richard Seymour played from 2001 to 2012. Mm-hmm. So that's 13 seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got three chips. Okay, fair enough. He played with the GOAT, though. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Um, five times All-Pro, three times first team, second time, uh, two times second team, seven Pro Bowls, 2000s All-Decade team. Mm-hmm. Very respectable resume. Mm-hmm. Absolutely should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Let's go with DeMarcus Ware. Here we go. He played 2005 through 2016. So he played one more season. So he played 14 seasons. Mm-hmm. Seven times all pro, four times first team, three times second team, nine Pro Bowls, mm. two times sack leader, mm. 2000s all decade team. They made the same all decade team. Right. This is the this is the part. Richard Seymour had fifty seven and a half sacks from the defensive end position. Demarcus Ware had a hundred and thirty eight and a half. Drop the mic on that. You just drop the mic on that. Come on, man. So you telling me how? Just I, I need context. How? Right. How does that happen? And if you actually watch the film. DeMarcus Ware was a more versatile player because not only could you use him as a pass rusher, they even shifted him to an outside linebacker mm-hmm. in a 3-4. Right. You can't do that with Richard Seymour. No. So hand, hand in the dirt. Hand in the dirt. You know, so I don't understand. You know, if, if you're going to, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not a fan of comparing players, but if you're going to make a decision on one in and one out, uh, where it goes in first. Yeah. Where should have the first class ticket and, you know, Rich Seymour should be flying coach. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro. They both should be on the plane, right. but it's, right. it's, it's levels of the plane, right. you know. So I just don't get it. How are we looking on time, gents? 58. Okay. Well, we almost out of time. Mm. But I tell you what, man, when we get to talking sports, especially football, time flies, mm-hmm. man. So, but we back. We back. So once again, you can catch us every Tuesday starting March the 1st on Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Shout out. Go ahead and follow Believe on um, Believe Podcast. I think it is on Instagram. And of course, if you're not following us on social media, you tripping. As Ply say, you tripping. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. We're Bring the Pain Sports. We're on Facebook at BTP Sports Talk. We're on the gram, Instagram at BTP underscore sports. We're on Twitter at BTP Sports. Follow his uh, Twitter at the DA Great Sports Morpheus. Follow me on Twitter at Big M Brock 67. Folks, thank you so much for joining us. And as we say to close out every show, There is no us without you. You. So thank you for tuning in to Bring the Pain Sports Talk after further review. We love y'all and we'll see you next time. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.